Well, there's, no, there's no need for me to try to sing any of that. <clears throat> he does so well, he did so well, and no need for me to try to sing any of that. Thank you, musicians. Well, I'm just going to have to say it. I'm so glad we get to go to church. Amen. You can be seated for just a minute. We've got to talk. You know what happens when somebody says, you know, we've got to talk? We've got to talk. <clears throat> so first of all, I want to greet you in the name of the Lord. Sure have been missing you. I'm just going to have to try to stay on the light side. Otherwise, I'll start crying. I don't want to do that. But, um, you know, the 15 years that we were here, that's probably a third of my Christian uh, uh, during my Christian lifetime, so it's a big part of my life that we've been down here, and, and we're just part of the universal family. We love you. We appreciate you so much. It's just a joy to be a Christian to see you again. Each one of you wish the whole church could be here, but uh, we'll have a, a reunion real, real soon. Also bring greetings from my, my pastor, Brother Sean Martin. He wants to greet the people, too. I do want to apologize, first of all, and ask you to forgive me the the whole thing, and I'm just going to explain just in a minute what re really happened. I think Brother Donnie made a, a statement about that. Well, I had talked to Brother Donnie about us. Uh, we really felt the need to, to get back to Roanoke because we have an autistic child, special needs child. We really need to kind of attend to him some more and some different, several little things like that. We just needed to get back to where he's at in, in Virginia <clears throat> because of if everything any happened to him, you know, we got to be in the state of Virginia. Just several things. Anyway, so... I talked to Brother Donnie, so we decided to put the house on the market and sell it. Well, I didn't know it was going to sell the first day. It sold the first three hours. It got actually three um, contract, not contracts, but three offers on it. And so, you know, we, we, we sold the house just immediately. And then, uh, of course, some of y'all know we were still coming to church at that time. Well, about after two weeks, and Brother Donnie and I had just discussed at my last service here, he was going to make a statement, or I would, and just kind of say our goodbyes. Well, we didn't have a last service. You know, the, the COVID hit, and they closed the church down, so it just, almost like Philip, we just got transported, you know, and that's just, <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of what happened, but I do apologize for not really getting to say goodbye, but really, there's no need to say goodbye, because we're just part of the family. We're just going to have a reunion real soon, and we're just part of the universal body around the, around the, uh, the world, and we just appreciate so much, and Alice sends her greetings. She'd love to be here. Of course, you know, with her immune system, she just, she's, we've tried to be real careful with her. By the grace of God, we, neither one of us have, have got it. She hasn't even gotten sick uh, since January and February, where she had a couple of episodes of that, you know, before that. But even that, she hadn't got sick, all the moving and traveling back and forth. So we just thank the Lord for that. And you know, just good to see each one of you. Amen. <laughs> We're pressing on, fighting a good fight of faith. We still love the Lord, believe this message with all of our heart. He gets sweeter all the time. Only thing's changed is about six months down the road. <clears throat> things are getting harder. We're getting it. I mean, we're in the, we're, you might as well face it, we're in the beginning of the squeeze. It's going to, how much harder it's going to get. We know it's going to get harder, but God's going to get stronger. Amen. You know, he just, uh, so he's going as Brother Louis said, he, we're going to see, we're going to make it. He's already made a way. He's already promised it. So that's a given. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, playing out the drama. We're just gonna we're gonna do our part. So we appreciate that. I appreciate Brother Michael Bailey. He uh, put the quotes on the screen. You know, I always love to put the quotes on. It's just really helpful, especially when you read a lot of quotes, which I do. It, uh, I want you to uh, 
to follow along. And what I'm going to say this morning for everybody that's uh, intending on going in rapture, the message this morning is for you. That's for everybody going in rapture. If you don't want to go, it's not for you. But if you're, in, if you're intending to go into rapture, this is for you this morning. And I want to say thankful to Brother Michael Bailey. And actually, he said he put two or three of his own quotes in there. I don't know where he wants to put them in, but it, he might want to come down and comment on them when, when he puts them up. So that would just be up to him. But wherever you are, Brother Michael. So uh, let's stand. We want to turn to the scripture that Brother Ram used for Christ the mystery. It's, we all know what that is, Colossians 3, 1, 26. So as we look at that, <clears throat> uh, really, I'm going to I'll announce my title in just a minute, but uh, this will kind of help us explain. I'm going to preach on why. Well, I'll give you the title right now. Why a, a secret pool? We know the third pool is a secret. Why a secret pool? We're really not going to tell you what the third pool is. I know there's three phases of the third pool and all like that, and we're not going to go into seals and thunders and pools and all like that, but I'm gonna, I want to I talk to you why it is a secret pool. That's what we want to talk about this morning. And it also help us to kind of understand a few little things of, you know, why there's a falling away and the separation, the trials. And, you know, every kingdom is, that is to be shaken is being shaken right now. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get harder. And we know that. But we, if we understand why a little bit better, then we have a little bit more courage, insight, and in how to face these things. To know the tactics of the enemy, we know how to fight the enemy better and what to look forward to. Colossians 1.25 I want you to look at this as they put this up on the screen, and we'll go through this. And as I said, as we go through these quotes, I, I don't want you to say, okay, I know he's going to get to a climax down the road. I want everything that I read, even at the beginning, is very, very important. So listen and pay attention and read the quotes and, and, and digest what, what the Lord's given me to, to speak to you. Colossians 1.25, Wherefore, or whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid. What is it? It's a mystery. And notice it's been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. This is God's choice. To whom, that's the bride, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, while you're standing right before we're, we're seated, I want to read, uh, thank you so much. I want to read out of the emphatic dialogue. Brother Bram used it several times. And in the, in the, the dialogue, it actually just tells the, the original Greek word by word. And I have a reason for that. Verse 26 out of the dialogue says, The secret which was concealed... From ages and from generations, but now is manifested to the saints. Verse 27, to whom God wished to make known what is the glorious wealth of this secret among the nations, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And while we're standing also, I want to read this short quote. This is not on the screen. The importance of revelation by the Spirit is to a true believer can never be overemphasized. Revelation means more to you than perhaps you realize... Now, I'm not talking about the book of Revelations and you. I'm talking about all Revelation. It is tremendously important to the church. So let's bow our heads and we're going to pray. Lord Jesus, we're thankful, Lord, that we can even stand here before the redeemed of the Lamb of God, the bride of Christ, a portion of it. And we're thankful, Lord, to be part of that portion of the redeemed, those names that's in that Lamb's book. 
We thank you, Lord, for the reading of the word. We ask that you would give understanding. Pray that you would, we know that you're present, that you would reveal yourself to each person. We just give you praise. May you have preeminence in the service. And when we leave the building, we can say it's been good to be in the house of God. Speak to us along the way. We humbly ask and we'll give you praise. We thank you. Lord, help me. I've got some notes, scriptures, quotes here. But, Lord, only you can bring the understanding. May you grant it. We pray in Jesus Christ's name. And everybody says... Amen. God bless you. You can all be seated. Why a secret pool? <clears throat> now, there's, um, so there's a couple of, two or three things that we want to get out of this verse of Scripture that we read. Several things, but there's a couple we want to pull out of there. Now, first of all, we know it's a, a mystery and a mystery that was hid. So, first of all, we know God hides things. Amen. Now, and then we also find that not only does he hide things, we realize that, but the original wording here is secret. <clears throat> now, this is very interesting because uh, the, the word mystery in the Bible is, is printed, is written 22 times in the New Testament. It's not even in the Old Testament at all, not even written the word mystery. In the New Testament, 22 times. 21 out of that times in the original Greek is always used the word secret. So you might as well say, except for Revelation 17, Mystery Babylon, it actually says Mystery Babylon. But anytime you read the word mystery, you might as well just read the word secret because that's what it is. And mystery is a secret. We understand that. But sometimes we get the idea, mystery, well, you know, but, you know, but it's, it's actually a secret. It's a secret. So just anytime you read mystery, just read secret because that's the way it's worded. So <clears throat> we understand this to be true. So every time you read it, read it that way. We've got to, we've got to approach it that way. Every mystery is a secret. Now, let's look at another scripture here in Mark. Uh, 4 and 10, <clears throat> and this is really, really striking, but yet it's simple, but it's very, very applicable to what we're talking about. Mark 4 and 10, and when he was alone, they that were about him with the 12 asked him of the parable. Now, he's speaking to a multitude and also his 12 disciples, and he said, Jesus said now, and he said unto them, unto you, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Amen. Now, he's got two, he's, he's already distinguishing two classes, two categories right there. To you, I'm going to give you the understanding of the mystery, and it's given that way, but to them that are out, it's done in parables. That, and because they're, they're not going to catch it anyway. They're not going to catch it. That, and this is the reason that, seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins be forgiven that. But they're not going to catch it. Unto you it's given to know the mysteries, the secrets of the kingdom of God. They see with their eyes, they hear with their ears, but they have no revelation. Now this is interesting. If you look up the word, if we take this word mystery, actually means, won't, we won't labor on this, but it means a hidden thing, a secret, a mystery. Uh, generally mysteries, religious secrets, confided only to the initiated and not to the ordinary mortals. A hidden secret or thing, not obvious. A hidden purpose or counsel, the secret counsels which govern God in dealing with the righteous, which are hidden from the ungodly and wicked but men, but plain to the godly. And that all comes by revelation. And brother, I see predestination written all through that. God has already ordained it. He has preset it. He's described it. It's just, it's, 
what would, and, and, and look at it this way. We know that God has ordained from the foundation of the world. He had a great redemption plan. So we know all about that. Thank God for that. Now, what was in the back part of God's mind before the foundation of the world? You, the bride, the elected church, you're the beneficiaries of it. How thankful we are for what God has done for us. Now, God's great secret mystery he had before the world began. This is Christ the Mystery 102. Now, back in the back part of God's mind, there's something that he was trying and was going to achieve. And he had a motive in doing it in order to let himself be expressed. Now, this, this next quote that we're going to read in the unveiling of God, start in paragraph 21, it's a lengthy quote, but it, there's some very outstanding, almost mind-boggling, uh, did he really say that? Yes, he really said that. And this is actually going to, to begin to explain why, or at least one reason why, God keeps secrets. Why does God keep secrets? Good question, isn't it? Why does God keep secrets? Unveiling of God. <clears throat> Paragraph 21. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. Now, my subject this morning, I trust that God will reveal this. And each time, if you who takes the tapes listen, and I hope and trust that you have had a, that you have had a spiritual understanding of what that God has been trying to get over to the church without saying it right out. Amen. Understanding. Spiritual understanding. Now, Brother Branham in, in, in the first seal, he says, I'm going to call you bride. We quote that all the time. But if you'll read the rest of that sentence, he said, I'm going to call you bride that you might understand. Right. Read the rest of that sentence. Spiritual understanding. He's got to say it and trying to get over to the church without saying it right out. Don't you remember even when he was during the, the course of the seven seals, you go back and listen to the seven seals and say, have you under, can you, did you catch the mysterious part of the week? I'm sure you're not catching the mysterious part of the week. No, it's just not the four horse riders, the souls under the altar, the tribulation. There's a mysterious part of the week that's taking place that's actually not said right out that he's trying to get over to the people without saying it. But now going back and say, Picking up this again, spiritual understanding of what God has been trying to get over to the church without saying it right out. See, it's a thing sometimes we have to say things in such a way that it might, uh-oh. I didn't write it. I just put it on the board. We have to say things in such a way that it might thin down. Now, I want you to keep in mind where we're at right now. We're, we're talking about every kingdom is that it's going to be shaken, is being shaken. We have people falling away. We've got this issue. We've got that issue. Why? Why? Well, this is at least part of it. That it might thin down. It might bring some to go out, some to leave, and some to ponder over. But it's done purposely. It must be done that way. This is tremendous. I mean, this is a tremendous uh, statement Brother Brown making in 1964. The unveiling of God, even notice the title of the unveiling of God, it must be done that way. Then it might be said to some, then it might be that some would say, rather, you mean God would purposely do a thing like that? He certainly did. He does yet. He did then. He does yet. So don't be dismayed, don't be confused, don't be uh, misled or misunderstanding. He does yet. <clears throat> Reading on, he said one day when he had thousands around him, he said, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man 
drink his blood, you have no life in you. What kind of a statement do you think that a medical doctor or nurse or any fine intellectual person would think of a statement like that? For a man that had a ministry like he had, why he would say, eat the flesh, that's cannibal. To drink human blood, that's vampire. In other words, he wants us to be cannibals and vampires. And the whole audience walked away from him. And then he goes on to say, and then the ministerial association with him of the 70 that he had chosen. And he turned to them and he said, will you, what will you think when you see the Son of Man ascending up from where he came from? Now, he didn't explain that. He did not explain that. Now, I want you to hold that thought. He did not explain it. Say it over. He did not explain it. He did not explain it. I want you to say, he did not explain it. That's going to be key through all this lesson this morning. He didn't explain that. He never explained how. Paul did later on. He just said, and then when he said, what will you say to these ministers when you see the Son of Man ascending from where he come from? No doubt then they said, now just a moment. Oh, we eat with him. We fish with him. We sleep with him. Now we know where he was born. We've seen the cradle that he was rocked in. And how does this man, this is a hard saying. And the Bible said they didn't walk with him anymore. They left him, thinning down. And then we go a little farther. And then he had 12 left. And he chose 12, and one of them was a devil. And he said, so he turned to them, and there's no one explain what he just said. And how are you going to eat the flesh and drink his blood? And how did he come down when he was born right here on the earth? See, they couldn't understand it. And he turned to his apostles, and he said, do you want to go also? That's when the Apostle Peter made that great statement, Lord, to whom would we go? See, for we are satisfied and know surely that you and you alone have the word of life for the hour. We are satisfied of that. See, they could not explain it. Now, this is very important, this last part of this quote. You can't explain faith. It's something that you believe. And it's so solid that there is nothing else will take its place. Therefore... They know that the Word of God was written for that age, that they were living in the Messianic age, that He fit that place exactly, and what could they do to go back to them cold former churches they come out of? See, said, where would we go to? We are fully persuaded that you have the Word of life, and they could not explain it, but they believe it. Now, don't miss this next statement. He said, and Jesus said that to weed down this crowd. He did then, he does yet today. Jesus said that to weed down his crowd. I didn't write it, it's just right there. Tell he could, tell, tell. Tell he could get the group together. Now we're beginning to see a little, even a little bit of daylight. Tell he could get the group together. And out of all those people, they only 11 of them that understood actually who he was. They know that he was God and God alone. Now, he's just referring to that one doctrine, Jesus being the deity of Christ, not talking about even seals and pools and thunders and this and that, just that one doctrine. But what if it did then, what about all the others? Now, back to our text again. He said, tell he could get the whole group together. Tell he could get the whole group together. Colossians 1, 26 again. Even the secret... Mystery, which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now made manifest to us, to his saints, which is Christ in you. Now it was hid, and we could go to Revelation ten seven. 
But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the secret, as I said, you might as well read secret every time you read mystery. The secret of God should be finished as he has declared to his servants the prophets. Now, the secret, of course, the mystery is it's a truth unknowable except it be given by divine revelation. And this word finish, actually what it means, it means to be brought to a proper order of understanding. Finish doesn't mean, okay, we, we cut it off, it's finished, it's done. No, it means to be brought to a, a proper order of understanding. It means to be to a clear order of understanding. It should be finished. Now, brother, sister, I'm sure we don't realize and don't really, really, really realize how much favor we've been given in this generation. How great God has been to us in this generation. The insight and the understanding and the revelations, uh, the, the vision, the open book, the, the, the liberation from bondage, being called and chosen, understanding predestination and being justified as though you never do it and, and being spiritually resurrected. What God has done for us in this generation is absolutely tremendous what he has done. Realizing that the secret of God should be finished or come to maturity. Now, why did he say that he said that in the first seal that I'm going to call you bride that you might understand. Now, for 4,000 years, but yet there's still, there's still a supernatural element still remains within the mystery, even though despite the revelation, there's still, as Brother said, a supernatural element still remains within the mystery. Now, for 4,000 years, we've had natural kings and natural kingdoms. John came preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. John baptized this king, which is Christ the Messiah, and then three years later, they killed him, well, of course, just temporarily. Uh, and then, then, he bought, then that body raised up to God, and he sent the kingdom down. The kingdom of God is within man. And he placed that spiritual kingdom in the heart of man. Now, since the new kingdom cometh not with observation, then we had a ruler, Nicodemus, came to Jesus and wanted to know how you get in this kingdom. You see, the whole thing is a mystery. How do we get in this kingdom? You see, they were looking for a Messiah, thought, oh, he's going to come beat down the Romans, set up a kingdom on earth. No, it was a spiritual kingdom. They couldn't understand it. And Satan didn't understand it either. That's the good part. Now, notice the quote in even the title of Christ is a mystery. Christ is the secret of God revealed. And the bride is the secret of Christ revealed. Now, look at this Christ of mystery, paragraph 393. Remember now what Jesus said, Mark 4, 11, unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them without, no. God's great secret has always blinded the wisdom of the world. How many can say amen to that? Amen. They can't get it. <clears throat> they just don't understand it. Satan don't understand it. <laughs> I'm so glad he put that part in there. Satan don't understand it. Satan, he wants to understand it. He really wants to understand it, but he can't understand it. He can't understand it. Why do, you think they why do you think Satan crucified the Lord Jesus? You think if Satan really knew that that was a Messiah that's going to redeem all mankind, bring man back into fellowship with God, you think he would have killed Jesus if he knew? Absolutely not. He'd have had mandates all over him. But he didn't know. He didn't realize. This can't be the Son of God. This cannot be the Messiah. He didn't understand. And I'm glad he didn't understand. God's great secret has always blinded the wisdom of the world. They can't get it. They just don't understand. Satan don't understand it. None of the rest of them understand. But it's just those who are predestinated to understand it. 
Look, what was once God's great secret, great mysterious secret in his mind is now in the hearts of the believers. Not the world, not the unbelievers, not the make-believers, the believer. That is the body of Christ. What was God's once great secret in his mind before the foundation of the world is now made, made manifest. Think of it. Now, see, Satan don't understand it, the kingdom. And you say, well, how do you know? Jesus said, except a, be, a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. It don't mean see with the eyes, it means to understand. You can't understand the kingdom until you're even born again. And Satan ain't born again, so he knows he ain't going to understand it. And Satan is not born again. We know that. And he, Satan thought he had, it would stop God's secret in Abel and John and Christ and all the way down. He just don't understand it. <laughs> now, our subject is this third pull, why a secret pull? And he said nothing about the third pool yet. Well, let's get to that just a little bit. Actually, I just told you half the reason why it had to be a secret pool. You'll see it just a little bit better. Christ of Mystery 393. God's great secret has always blinded us the world. Again, we're saying that. They can't get it. They just don't understand it. I'm saying it again for a purpose. Satan don't understand it. None of the rest of them understand it, but just those who predestinate it to understand it. See, but he wants to. But that's why he wants to disrupt and delay God's program. Now, Satan don't understand. Now, <clears throat> Satan always, he wants to mimic, he wants to impersonate, he tries to dilute, he tries to misinterpret, he tries to misrepresent, alter the meaning, hinders faith, all this other thing. But, but he, he wants to understand the mystery of the kingdom, but he can't understand it. So he does this, and he, and, and he brings all these different types of <clears throat> high breeding and impersonation and so forth, but he just don't know the secret. <clears throat> now, Satan could understand what's really going on, and we'll say something here, he might could do great damage. Does that phrase sound familiar? If he could understand, he might do great damage. We're talking about a rapture now, a body change, a translation of the elect. The most important event since Calvary, the coming of the Lord, Satan would like to do great damage, but he can't. He knows nothing about it. It's a secret to him, but it's a revelation to the bride. Amen. Now, let's talk a little bit about this secret pull, the third pull. Now, why did Jesus say these things sometimes to thin down? Why does he want to thin down? Very simple, to get unbelief out. He said, many mighty works, they said, many mighty works Jesus could not do because of their unbelief. <clears throat> Why are so many leaving the message? Lack of revelation. Actually, there's no representation. If you leave it and leave it for good, there's just no representation there. But you see, after you get the unbelief out, that's when God can really reveal himself. Go, go and, and look at the, the, the Last Supper when Jesus had the 12 together. Judas was among them. And then Jesus says, you know, one of, the, one of you going to betray me. And he dips the sop. Judas goes up and leaves. Do quickly what you're going to do. So after he gets, just, he gets the unbelief out, Judas, and he has 11 believers there with him. Now, if you go back and read, after Judas is gone from the presence, go back and read the book of John 14, John 15, John 16, and John 17, where Christ really unveils many of his intimate secrets to his believers, the 11 that he never said before. Why? Because unbelief was removed from them, from him. Only the 11 was left with him. Oh, we're getting somewhere. Now... <clears throat> In 1958, Brother Brown preached this message, a sudden secret, secret 
going away of the church. And he took his text from 1 Thessalonians 5. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. It is a secret rapture. We all know it. It's a secret rapture. The world knows nothing about it. They won't know nothing about it. It'll be gone and they won't know nothing about it after, even after it's gone. They'll go right on preaching and, and, and heading right into the tribulation and finally realize, you know, I thought that the rapture was supposed to come and it's already gone. Now, the rapture is a, is a secret rapture. The world knows nothing about it. The message is a secret. The world knows nothing about that. This coming of Elijah is a secret. The world knows nothing. I'm talking about the world. The bride does, not the world. The unveiling of God is a secret. The world knows nothing about that. The revealing of the Son of Man, Luke 17, 30, that's a secret. The world knows nothing about that. The opening of the seals is a secret. The world knows nothing about that. The descent of that covenant, uh, covenant angel, Revelation 10, 1, the world knows nothing about that. It's a secret. And when you received a new birth, a word birth on your soul, that was a secret also. It was between you and God. You say, well, you might have had some, some, some expression of what happened on the inside, but the revelation was between you and God. You were birthed into the kingdom of God, and only you and God know that. And what Brother Ben said, so what is, they asked him a question, so Brother Ben, what is a new birth? It's, it's Christ personally revealed to you. It's you and Christ alone. That's it. You and Christ alone. Not your, not your husband, not your wife, not your pastor or brother, sister. It's you and Christ alone. That's the way God designed it. Now, what is it? God is whispering secrets to his bride and to his bride alone. Now, that's why this has to be an invisible, invisible union. It's not to the world. That's why people are leaving this message. That's why they're falling away. That's why people are getting cold and so forth. Every kingdom that can be shaken is being shaken, will be shaken, it's going to shake even harder. And the only thing that's rooted and grounded on the present day truth, that's the only thing that's going to stand. Only thing that's going to stand. Present day truth, nothing else. Why anybody will want to leave this present day truth, I can't understand it. Yeah, I say that's a secret, that's a mystery to me. <laughs> that's a mystery to me. I just don't understand that. But it has to be that way. It's for a purpose. Every person is being shaken. Every church is being shaken. Every family is being shaken. Every individual is being shaken. It has to be that way. It has a purpose to weed out unbelief, to bring the body together and try us like faithful Abraham was tried. Now, first quickly, if I was to ask you, why do we call this a third pull? I mean, just pull. What, I mean, what are we talking about? Pull. Where do we get the word pull? I asked somebody that the other day. They said, you know what? I've been in the message for years. I really don't even know why they call it a pull, a third pull. Well, we're going to understand this morning why they call it a pull. Give you just a little brief history on that. You can pick all this up in the uh, message Brother Brown preached in 1956. What is a vision? He tells this the tent vision in detail, but just, just a real short summary, we're going to pick up part of the quotes here and, and go through this so you'll, we'll, we'll begin to understand why the secrecy. First of all, Brother Ben had gone in $15,000 in debt and he had promised God, he said, I'm going to pay my bills, so he said, I'm coming off the field, I'm going to get my job back in Jeffersonville and go back to work. So he was discussing it, this with his wife, Mita, and he fell into a vision and he saw a great meeting and somebody dismissed me, I'm just summarizing. Somebody dismissed him this, this meeting. He couldn't understand why. Then he fell deeper into the vision and trying to lace a little eyelet of the baby's shoe with this great big cord, a half-inch cord and a little one-eighth of an inch eyelet. And he couldn't, he couldn't do it. And he couldn't accomplish that. And the voice said, you can't teach Pentecostal babies supernatural things. 
Then the voice said, you're using the wrong end of the string of the cord. Then he was taken out into a beautiful lake, a little deeper into the vision, and fishermen all around. And these fishermen ended up being all preachers. And he saw a great big rainbow trout. And these fishermen were all catching the small fish. But Brother Brown said in his heart, said, I believe I can catch the big ones. So then the voice, the man behind him said, all right, I'm going to teach you how to fish. Now, on the screen as we, what is the vision, paragraph 16, this will, this will explain to you why we call it a pool. Some people don't even know this. Now, let's look. He said, and so he took me, now he's going to explain to him how to fish. And he took and he said, tie on the lure. And I snapped the lure on. He said, now throw it way out. Now, even when we're reading this stuff, you've got to think spiritual. Think spiritual. Throw it way out into the deep. Now listen close. Way out into the deep. And he said, when you do, now let the lure sink down first. And then said, pull it slow. Now that's really fisherman's technique. And so he said, then when you do, now you'll feel some nibbles at all. But now listen, but don't tell nobody what you're doing. Keep it to yourself. And said, then when you, when you feel that nibble again, then pull just a little, again, a little, but not too hard. And he said, and then it'll pull away from the little fish. And when they scatter, they'll attract the attention of the big fish, and they'll grab it. And said, that's the way you catch it. And said, then when they bite on the third time, the third pull, when you bite the third time, then set your hook for the catch. And he said, I understand. Notice what he said again. He said, but keep still. Don't tell nobody. Just keep still. He's already said it twice in this paragraph. Don't tell nobody what you're doing. There's a reason for it. Third pull. He's fishing. That's where we get the pull from. Third, pulled in the third time. Catch the big rainbow trout. Now, we're talking about the, not the little fl- fish. The big rainbow trout. The bride. The elected. The predestinated. God's chosen. That's the big rainbow trout. So you've got to see the spiritual applications here. The big rainbow trout. That's what he wants to catch. But don't tell nobody what you're doing. Just keep still. How many times did the angel tell him, just keep still, don't tell nobody? Then what happened in the vision? Then all these fishermen come around and saw Brother Bam fishing like that in the vision. Come around and said, oh, Brother Bam, we know you can catch the big fish. You can catch the big fish. And then what did Brother Bam do? Brother Bam did exactly what the angel told him not to do. And explained everything. Pick it up in, what is the vision, paragraph 17. And just then, this one who'd been talking behind me stepped around in front of me. It was him, the angel of the Lord. And he had his hands folded. And he looked at me and he said, just what I told you not to do. Can you imagine how that prophet felt? You did just exactly what I, it ain't been two minutes, you did exactly what I told you not to do. And I said, yes, that's right. And he said, you see, this first pull, now we're talking about application now, this first pull is when you put your hands on the people and tell them what their trouble. And he said, the second pull was when you know the secrets of their heart, I told you. And he said, instead of you keeping that to yourself, this, I want you to catch it, this is really outstanding. Instead of you keeping that to yourself, you tried to explain all about it and t- tell the people. And when you did, he said, 
you didn't know nothing about yourself. And how could you explain it? That's what it says. The, the angel said, now, you didn't know anything about that first and second pool. You're trying to explain the first and second pool, and you made a bunch of carnal impersonators. He said, you didn't know nothing about it yourself, and how could you explain it? And you, you caused a big bunch of carnal impersonators, impersonations to rise up, and you see what you've done. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. So you caused a bunch of carnal impersonators to rise up. So this third and final pool, which will catch the big rainbow trout, the predestinated, the true bride, the elected, the chosen, those that are going to be raptured, this third pool is for this bride, the secret pool. All right. Now, and then in the vision, he was taken up a little higher in this vision, and he saw a great big tent. And he had just given an altar call, and many repented. Then a real kind gentleman went and said, all right, I'm going to call a prayer line. And then to my right, there was a piece of canvas stretched. Now, we've got all kinds of ideas about the little room, and I ain't going to explain about the little room. I'm just going to tell you what happened. He said, there's a piece of canvas stretched. Like a little, little wooden building, about 12 by 20, a little uh, room or a little wooden building, a little room calls it two or three different things. And then people were going into that little room and coming out on the other side. They've seen it in this vision, this tent vision. Now, in that little room is the focus of this secret. What happened, what happened in that little room? That's the question. What happened in there? They went in sick. They came out well. They went in crippled. They came out walking. They went out dying. They come out living. What happened in that little bitty room? Something happened in that little room. Something happened behind that canvas, if you will. Something happened behind that veil, if you will. Something happened in there. The public didn't know nothing about it. The public won't know nothing about it. The public didn't see it. The public can't see it. But something happened in there that's supernatural between that person and Almighty God that nobody else knows. Amen. And to be honest with you, even the individual did not know. Something happened in there supernaturally. And when the, and we'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit farther there. But it's just like when the high priest went in behind the veil, it was hidden. The holies of holies, the kind of glory, when he, when, when he went in behind that veil in the Old Testament, the public couldn't see that. The rest of the congregation couldn't see it. It was hidden to them. It was behind that veil. And so then in the vision, the voice that behind him said, I'll meet you in there. And this is that third pull, and nobody will know nothing about it. Just go, and if you go back and read the Old Testament, God said, I'm going to meet you behind that veil. I'm going to meet you in there where that mercy seat is going to be and so forth. All these, these types and shadows and applications are beautiful. All right, let's pick it up in paragraph 18 of what is the vision. He said, I'll meet you in there and nobody will know nothing about it. <clears throat> he said, and I seen them bringing a lady. Now, this is what happened when they, people went in the little room coming out. And I seen them bringing a lady on a stretcher. And there was a lady... They're taking her name and things on a piece of paper. And so there was someone come and got her and pushed her through. And the next man came through with, was with crutches. I seen them go through that little building. And then on the outside, the lady come out screaming to the top of her voice, pushing the stretcher. And then there was another lady on the other side, looked like kind of a dark-haired woman. And she said, what happened? And she said, now let me explain this thing to you. He said, I don't know. And you know, trying to explain to it. He said, I don't know. 
Now, that, now wait a minute. That person was been paralyzed on crutches or whatever all their life. They went through this little room and come out well. Now, what happened? They was there. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> they went through it themselves, and they said, what happened? I don't know. But yet, they were the one that it happened to. Are you following me? Oh, this is just, just wonderful. <clears throat> and she said, I don't know. She said, I couldn't tell you what happened. She said, I've been paralyzed for 20 years, and looky, I feel like I never was sick. And then just come out, and just then out come the man leaping and jumping with all, with his crutches in his hand, and I looked at that. They went in sick, they come out well. They went in dying, they come out alive. They went in crippled, they come out healed. What happened? What happened in behind that veil? He said, well, you was in there, what happened? I don't know. I can't tell you, but it happened. Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, he never explained it. He said, destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. He never explained it. Brother Ram said, I saw 16 men fall from their death. He never explained it. But they want an explanation. They want to try to figure it out. He never explained it. It wasn't for them. Paul said, behold, I show you a mystery, a secret. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. He never explained that. He never really explained that. Only in this last day would do we further understand that, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. And we could also go to Revelation 10, 7, or Revelation 8, 1, rather. And we had, when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half hour, but he never did explain it. But yet it happened, and it's still happening. We, you know, we, we, we know that, of course, the, 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 the seventh seal has to do with the rapture of the coming of the Lord, but it's not only just that one event of the coming of the Lord and the rapture then. It actually began in 63 when that covenant angel Christ come down, put one foot on the land and one foot on the sea. The rapture is a process. He come down. He's here. The Holy Ghost himself. We know that. He never explained it, but it happened, and it's still happening. Now, in the vision, the pillar of fire left him and settled down over that little room. Now, let's read the final paragraph on that. And he said, and like a fire whipping round, licking, blazing, licking, blaze, and it left me. And it went right down over the top of that audience, went and stood over the top of that little building, and then settled down on the top of it. And then when it did, this one that was standing by me, behind me, the same voice, the angel's voice said, I'll meet you in there, and this is the third pool, and nobody will know nothing about it. And I said, well, I don't understand why I'm there. Now, Jesus is going to explain, or this angel rather is going to explain a little bit. And he said, well, I don't understand why I'm there. He said, it will not be a public show this time. It will not be a public show. It will be you and Christ alone. Getting the picture? You and Christ alone. That's why, and just stop right here for a second. That's why it's so imperative we must have a word birth. You must have the Holy Ghost. You're going into rapture, you must have the Holy Ghost. It's you and Christ alone. I don't care what your last name is, don't matter what you know, your history, you've been in the message 50 years, that's just fine and dandy. You must have the Holy Ghost. Only thing going into rapture is a word birth, present day truth, Holy Ghost birth on your soul. That's it, end of story. Be it understood. 
Say, Brother Terry, you know what you're talking about? I know what I'm talking about. Only only those got the Holy Ghost word birth is going in rapture. We know that. Okay, now, I don't understand. There, he says, it'll not be a public show this time. And he said, I don't understand him going into that closet. Now, you can can read between the lines, a little room and everything like that, but get into that. And he said, is it not written by our Lord when thou prayest? Be not like the hypocrites who like to be heard before men, but enter into the secret closet and pray to the Father who seeth in secret, and he who seeth in shall reward thee openly. It's perfectly the scripture every time. And I said, I understand. Then he, now this is, this is really outstanding what he said. And then he took me to this place and set me down, this little room where I was at, and then he told me what to do for the third time. Now, this angel actually explained to Brother Ram this mystery behind the third pull. How do I know that? Because this next statement. He said, now, Christian friends, that when I leave this world, that'll still be in my bosom. But the prophet of God, no, he done messed it up twice, tried to explain it. He said, this is one secret I will take to my death. Nobody, I mean, nobody will have the revelation. Nobody will get it out of my mouth. Nobody will understand it because I will not explain it. But the angel explained to him, now he told me what to do for the third time. But he said, I will take that to my death, which he did. But it is a secret, and it comes only by revelation. You with me so far? Think of it. Something being hid, something being a secret, and it's only for the elect. It's only by revelation. It's mysterious, and certainly it's unusual. And I can't explain it. Nobody else can explain it. It really can't be explained, but yet it is a reality. Faith is a substance. It's a real substance because faith is a revelation. And think, and think it not even strange, even our text, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations. A certain element still remains in the mystery despite even the revelation. And even look, look back, now think, is this, look, let's look at a little a type. I just got to thinking about that. Even in the first Exodus, when the manna fell each morning for 40 years, that was the bread that come from heaven. In Exodus 16, 15, I don't have it, I'll just read it. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna. For they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. You know what the word manna actually literally means? Does anybody know really what the word manna means? No, be honest. You know, if you really know it, raise your hands. You know what it means. There's a few of you. The word manna means, what is it? Manna means, what is it? They saw this little wafer on the ground. They don't even know what it is. They named it manna because manna means, what is it? It's a secret. The bread from heaven was a <laughs> The bread from heaven was a secret, and even the word manna means, what is this? And I, that's tremendous. We're going to name it manna because the word manna means, what is it? That was in the first pool. And then you go to the second pool. Jesus said, I am the bread which comes down from heaven. And this very bread is standing there right before Pilate, the very truth, the way and the life. And Pilate says, what is this? What is this bread? Who is this truth? What is truth? Standing there right before them and they didn't even know what it was. They didn't understand the secret. And the secret was standing right in front of them. I am this bread that come down from heaven. 
And you go to the Feast of the Tabernacles, I believe it was, and the seven days of feast, and you know, it represented the, the Feast of Tabernacles and the great pillar of fire that led them out of the, uh, the children of Israel, out of, uh, out, of the, out of Egypt into the wilderness and so forth. And the way they celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles, they, they take these, all these great big candelabras, you know, representing the pillar of fire. And they light these big, big candelabras and they have a great big old feast and dancing and they just line the street with all these candelabras. Oh, it's a beautiful sight to behold, the Feast of the Tabernacles, the way the Jews celebrated it back then. All the candelabras lit up and everything. And then at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, you know the story, Jesus, the, the woman that was taking adultery and neither did I accuse. And then Jesus gets up and says, you know what? I am that pillar of fire. I am the light that was in the wilderness. And they're, they're, they're really rejoicing over the pillar of fire that was in the wilderness. And Jesus right there being that light standing right before them. They didn't know who it was. I am the light. I am that pillar of fire. I am the bread of heaven. Yet they was blinded. They couldn't see it. But the prophet God said it has to be done that way. Sometimes it's got to be said to thin down. Some will go this way. Some will go that way. But it's only for the elected. Oh, and then even in this third exodus, that pyramid mountain, that white marble, not even written anything. And he says, I'll meet you in there and nobody know nothing about it. You see, even the mystery of, of Junie Jackson's dream, it was white uh, marble, not even written on. A secret, unwritten mysteries. Now, let's go just a little bit farther. Got a couple more minutes? Yeah. I'm going to keep you anyway. <laughs> Something happened in behind that veil. Something happened in that little room. I've got my idea of people, you know, return ministry, and to me, that's a bunch of nonsense. You know, it, it, yeah, they might, there's a supernatural element despite the revelation, this, that, and the other, but it's, it's, it's for application. Something happened, this we do know, something happened when they went behind that canvas. Something happened when they went in that little room. They went in sick, they come out well. They went in uh, crippled, they came out healed, whatever. They came out dying, went in dying, they come out living. Something happened behind that canvas, but they could not explain it. But yet it happened. Just like Enoch, he was walking with God. I don't know if y'all ever, how many of you remember but if you go back and, and, and get the message, 1964, Brother M. Preach, he that, is into, he that is in you, and he tells the Colorado storm in detail, and he goes, and I won't go into the storm, but he's coming down off the mountain, blizzards forecasted, coming down off the mountain, already starting to blow snow and everything, coming down off, he said, go back to where you come from, go back up in that storm into death, he said, I know to obey the voice, so he goes back up there, then he said, going back up there, the voice says, why don't you walk with me? said, the greatest pleasure I ever have is to walk with you, Lord. And then right after that, go back and listen to it. It's tremendous. He said, in every aspect, he said, I believe I'll walk down and do a little salute to media on October 23rd, our anniversary. I'm always out hunting, so I'll find me a little place in the quake and ass, and I'll do a little salute to my wife, media there. He said, and that was right after, he said, why don't you walk with me? And he said, right after that, he said, in every aspect, I was changed young again. Go back and listen to it. And every aspect was changed young again. He said, I was, it, whether it be a translation or a vision, I don't know. He said, I was changed young again. He said, I saw media when I was taken up there, going to show where I killed that black bear, the young little bride and everything. Back when we were first married, as a tribute to his, his wedding and so forth, he said, I was changed back young again. The point being, he was walking with God, just him and God. 
Him and God alone, nobody else, just him and God. And after that, shortly after that, he was changed. Now, we know what the three phases of the third pool are. The spoken word, the opening of the word, souls are now in prison. But mainly the opening of the word, but all three of them. And also, Brother Ram, in many places, and we could take a whole sermon on that, where he ties the third pool and the seventh seal together. One and the same, the third pool, the seventh seal. It's third pool and the seventh seal. Now, I'm going to read several quotes in, 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 in closing this out. I'm going to read several quotes that you might understand. In the seventh seal, he said, I think it's 564, seventh seal. Now, notice now, for the end time message, this seal. After all, he's revealed all six seals, but he don't say nothing about the seventh. And the end time seal, when it starts, will be absolutely a... Really? Total secret. Total secret, according to the Bible. Before knowing, and remember, Revelation 10, 1 to 7, 1 to 7, chapter 10, 1 to 7. At the end of the seventh angel message, all the messages of God should be known. We're at the end time, the opening of the seventh seal. Now hold that. It'll be seventh seal, total secret. Another one, indictment, paragraph 392. We'll read several short quotes. May there, he, he's praying now. May there come forth a revival of the just and a great power come among the church that'll just Great power come among the church just before it's going. It's not hard to pray that because you promised it, and we're looking for it, Lord, for that third pull that we know that will do great things for us in our midst. Amen. Just giving little glimpses of it. Here's one, Shalom. And we know paragraph 266. And we all know that's the identification. We know what the third pull is. We all, we all understand that. Now you got it. Now you have the tape, see? Now listen to what he says. And I think, I'll he, I think it'll just lay dormant for a little while until the great hour of persecution, uh-oh, comes. That's when it'll be, it'll speak. It'll be manifested just, just it'll be manifested. This, this is tremendous. I mean, you want to see some prophecy? Here it is, brother. It'll be manifested just like the five straight signs without failure. Now, I want to ask you something. At five manifestations of the spoken word, you ever really thought about what each one of those were? Very, very simple, but very, very astounding. Squirrels, food. Little fishy, resurrection. Hattie Wright, sons, salvation. Colorado storm, control nature. Sister Meadie's tumor, healing. Takes care of everything we have need of. Anything we have need of is in them five. Say, so what's going to happen during, this, during the last part of the squeeze? I don't know. I can't tell you. But I know this one thing. There's a man here who can turn on the lights. Everything you have need of. Even Brother Bill said, that gene that's put in your heart, that gene seed of life said, everything you have need for in this earthly journey is in that seed, even the rapture. That's what he said. Everything you have need of is in that seed. Everything you have need of has already been proved. Those five manifestations of the prophet showed us the squirrels, the tumor, the spoken word, had he rise two sons, little fishy, everything. 
Everything we have need of, all five of them has already been proven. And remember now, we know that, that the prophet of God being a, 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 actually a first matured son of God and a sheaf waving before the people and any sheaf that's waved before the congregation in the Old Testament showing that that's the first one to come to maturity showing there's more to come in the field just like that. So we know that it's already been proved. It's already been uh, vindicated. It's already been perfectly identified. We know what it is. We know what it'll do. We know that all five of those, it, has, it takes care of everything we have need of during that time. Don't worry, sister. There's a man here that can turn on the lights. I don't care how dark it gets. I don't care how dismal it gets. I don't care how much of this coronavirus. I don't care how much sickness, how much this, that, and the other. It's going to get worse and whatever more. Maybe not that. I don't know. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought that a virus, a sickness, would actually change the whole world system. Close down the churches, close down the business. Everything that in the last three years has prospered in this United States as far as economics is disaster. It's, it's ruined, it's finished. It's all part of the plan. All part of the plan. Thing for us to do is look up, be ready. Don't get too comfortable here because this is our temporary home. This is only our temporary home. But everything you have need of, it's already been proven. It's already been vindicated. <clears throat> Why Christ speak? 232, just a few more minutes. What a lesson, what a lesson, oh my. At this stage of the journey where we are standing, look here, look where we're at now. Yes, sir. At the third pull, notice we're right here at the door, the coming of the Lord. The seventh seal, paragraph 563. And Sabidio Kenny said, this is the third pull. And there's three, three great things that goes with it. One unfolded today or yesterday. The other one unfolded today. And there's one thing that I cannot interpret because it's in an unknown language. But I was standing right there and looked right straight at it. And this is the third pull coming up. And, this Holy Spirit of, and the Holy Spirit of God, oh my, that's the, are you kidding me? He said, I was standing right there, and this is a third pull coming up, and the Holy Spirit of God, oh my, that's the reason all heaven was silent. All heaven was silent. That's the opening of the seventh seal. All heaven was silent. There's a reason why this third pull must be a secret. There's a reason why the seventh seal, nothing was said, nothing about it. The angel quit harping. Nothing was Even heaven didn't know nothing about it. It was so important. You can't give away a secret. Satan could do great damage. And we're talking about a rapture, a body change, the greatest event since the, the Calvary, and the devil ain't going to know nothing about it. The devil won't know nothing about it because it won't be explained. But it'll be a personal revelation to every member of the bride of Christ. That's the reason all heaven was silent. A couple more minutes. Look away to Jesus. It's tightening. And then when that time comes and the press comes to a place where you're pressed out, then watch what I'm fixing to tell you in a few minutes. Watch the third pull then, see? It'll be absolutely to the total loss, but it'll be for the bride and the church, which is really for the bride he's talking about. Look away to Jesus, paragraph 43. This one is very, very encouraging. Paragraph 43, look away to Jesus. And it's so sacred that I mustn't say much about it. As he told me, as he told me, as he told me, I mustn't say much about it. Don't try to explain it. Say nothing of it. You remember that years ago. It speaks for itself. You don't have to explain it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It speaks for itself. You don't have to explain it. God just reveals it. 
That's all you need to know. It speaks for itself. See, but you, I've tried to explain the others, and I made a mistake. This will be the thing that, to my opinion, I don't say the Lord tells me this, this will be the thing that will start the rapture in faith for the going away. A couple more quotes. This is probably the best of all of them. I'll save it for the last. But don't forget, when that hour arrives, when the, re the revelation will also, I say the revelation will come. The revelation will be there. Don't you worry about it. It'll be there. And look how close we are to the rapture. Remember, Brother Bram said, see the day we're living in? This is the golden age. I could, I could, I could, and I won't take time in, but this is, this is the golden age. You could, you could go back and you could pick up some types in Israel, but we won't go talk about that, how the, uh, Moses took the children of Israel out. Joshua placed them in their promised land and divided up their inheritance. David, he beat down all the nations until all the nations feared Israel. And Solomon come in with this great gift, which introduced the golden age, which was the golden age in the time of Israel. And, I mean, it's just a, a beautiful application. Where, where are we living right now? It's the same thing. And, you know, when you even think about it, I, 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 I don't say no more, but, you know, when, when the Queen of Sheba come to ask Solomon and see the wisdom of Solomon and all the hard questions, she asked him all the hard questions. She asked all, and, and said, even the half is not, is not even yet being told. But, but she recognized that Jehovah was Israel. And not only did Solomon answer her questions, he answered, he answered the hard questions. And not only did he see that Israel had prospered, and not only did he see the magnificent temple that was built, but she also saw that Solomon's people were happy and that the kingdom and his house was in order. Amen. That's another thing she saw. She was amazed about, oh, Solomon, all your people are happy and your house is in order. Brother, sister, where are we? Where are we right now? All the, the, the this, this kingdom, this, this kingdom, this word that's been restored in our day. The word's been restored. We're almost, almost entering into our golden age, which is a millennium type. We're almost there right now. Same today, God's kingdom restored and the house of God's in order. We're not, it. this is not an infant bride. This is closing out bride. This is rapture bride. This is going home. This is translation time. Brother, if you're not planning on going, you better be getting in real, real quick. Seventh seal, I'm going to close out with this one. <clears throat> Starting at paragraph 557, but I'm going to skip a little bit down to maybe the second, the last part of the second paragraph, and he goes on down. It's relaxing time, if we can find that. It was so great till it kept secret from the angels. It's relaxing time. It was so great till it kept secret from the angels. Now, why? If Satan could have get a hold of it, he might do great damage. There's one thing he don't know. Now, he can interpret anything he wants to and impersonate any kind of gift. He said, I hope you're learning. In other words, things have to be done without saying it right out. I hope you're learning. But he can't know this. It's not even in the, written in the Word. It's a total secret. The angels, everything shut up. If they made one move, it might give something away. So they just shut up, quit harboring. Everything stopped. It's so tremendous. Now, this is, this is you'll understand why when we read this last paragraph. And the musicians, if you want to be coming, well, you might, you might miss seeing this. On, you might want to see this also. Let's read this last one, 558. If you want something to happen, now you have to take my word for this. If I'm planning on doing something, 
I know better than to tell anybody about it. Not that that person will tell it, but Satan will hear it. Catch this, brother, sister. Satan will hear it, see. He can't get it in my heart there as long as God's got it closed up with the Holy Spirit. Word birth, sealed up. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Satan give it, didn't give it, he can't take it away. That's sealed in. There is a true seal of the Holy Ghost. You're sealed in, the devil can't get it and get you. He can't get nothing in that Holy Spirit, in that, uh, in, that, in that soul of yours. He can't get it in my heart, see, as long as God's got it closed up with the Holy Spirit. So it's between me and God. See what I'm talking about? When it's in your soul, it's between you and God. It's sealed up. The devil can't get it. He knows nothing about it. There's no way for him to know anything about it. See, he don't know nothing about it until you speak it. Then he hears it. And I'll try, all people, I try, I'll try to do a certain thing. And watch the devil cut off every wheel he can, he can to get there, see, to beat me to it. But if I can get the revelation from God and just don't say nothing about it, then that's different. Remember. Satan will try it in person. Remember now, he said, don't, listen, he said, don't you try to explain this third pull. You try to explain it first. The second, it calls carnal impersonators, carnal impressions, all kinds of mimics. You know, Brother Lamb talked about years ago in the healing Bible, one church wrote, wrote, had a little David, a little gifted boy, and he could really preach like a firestorm. Then everybody else had to get a little David. And then the oil in the forehead and blood in the hands and all these impersonations and, and, the, and the Messiah sign and telling the secrets of the heart. They tried that. We've even seen it around the message in the last 30 years. They try that. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes all carnal, carnal impersonations impersonations, mimics of it, but you're, God is, God's not playing baseball. It's got to be accurate, perfect every time. Amen. Said, just don't say nothing about it. Remember, Satan will try to impersonate. He will try to impersonate everything that the church would do, and he's tried to do it. Musicians, come on. We've noticed it through the Antichrist, but this is one thing he cannot impersonate. There'll be no mimics of this, see, because he don't know it. There's no way for him to know it. It's the third pull. He knows nothing about it. See, he just don't understand. Let's stand. He just don't understand. There ain't no way for him to know nothing about it. It's not for him to know anything about it. It's for you to know about it. You say, well, Brother Terry, explain it to me. I can't explain it to you. It's not, if I could explain it, then I'd give the secret away. I don't know what the secret is, but I guarantee you there's a man here that can turn on the lights. When you have need of it, he'll give it. It's always happened that way. When you take, take, it, take no thought for what you should say when you're taking before kings and magistrates, but in that hour, you'll be given what to say. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be concerned about it. God will see this little bride through, but that's the reason it must be a secret pool. Got to be a secret no impersonations. Why is he thinning down? You've got to get the unbelief out. Why are people leaving? You've got to get the unbelief out. You've got to get this group together. Why did he get rid of it? Why did Judas get, go do what you've got to do? Then he explained all. Then Lord Jesus told all of his close, intimate secrets to John 14, 15, 16, and 17. It's all for a purpose, bride. It's all got to be this way. Lift up your hands. Your redemption draw it nigh. It's, 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 a beautiful, it's a beautiful picture. It's all got, it's, it's, but it's got to be this way. 
It's just, Brother Louie, it's just so wonderful. Amen. We don't have to explain it. We don't have to, we don't, we just, we just live it. Brother Ram said a question answer on the seals. Just live a simple, humble Christian life. God will take care of the rest. How many believes that? Why don't we just sing that little song? The only song I know, God's good all the time. We'll sing that. Can we do that? We'll just, we'll do it for old time's sake, okay? God is good all the time. Put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. In the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time. Let's sing it again. say this that was quite a lesson that, I feel like I've been to school Brother Terry God bless your heart so, wasn't it good to have him with us today we love you buddy we're so glad to have you we love Sister Alice also you're part of us just not here with us but you're still part of us and we're so glad to have you in the service tremendous message this morning the word of the Lord is settled. We believe it. That settles it. 
We just believe it. That settles it. I'm not looking for explanations, reasons to not believe it, not reasons to doubt it. I believe it. To me, that settles it. Don't it you? Amen. Give Brother Terry one more hand, if you will, this morning. We love you, Daddy. Amen. Brother Joel, come quickly. Let's sing this little song talking about the pools. I feel the pool. Just as we get ready to go home today, hadn't it been good to be in the house of the Lord? Hope you all have a wonderful week. May God bless you, keep you safe, keep you free from sickness. Let's just look forward to what God will have for us here. Lord willing, Wednesday night, it's going to be good, whatever it is. He never disappoints. He never disappoints. Let's have Brother Joel sing this, I feel the pull, just as we get ready to leave this morning. I feel the pool. I hear the call. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I know His Spirit's moving me to give my all. He speaks to Hallelujah. me. Thank you, Lord. And I agree. And I agree. Oh, sing it to Him. please come and take control. I feel
Sweet. 